Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Today, we bring you a visit to the Alabama Historical Commission's Fort Toulouse-Fort Jackson National Historic Landmark near Wetumpka. According to site director Ovi Jensen, in many ways, the story of Alabama begins at Fort Toulouse, Fort Jackson, starting with its early Native American occupation at the junction of the Coosa, Tallapoosa, and Alabama rivers. Before Alabama became a state, Scottish traders, French colonial marines, frontiersmen, and Andrew Jackson walked its paths. We sat down with Ovi and John Gurner, cultural resources specialist, for a preview of Frontier Days coming up November 2nd through 5th. Site director Ovi Jensen is here, no stranger to Troy Public Radio. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's good to be talking on the radio again. Ovi, introduce our other special guest. It's one of our newest employees here in the park. He's been with us about 13, 14 months now, and his name is John Gurner, and he serves as the park historian and living history coordinator. John, you studied abroad. Where? University of Edinburgh. As you probably very well know, here in Alabama, there are a lot of Scottish-named towns. Yeah, most of the Scots coming in here, of course, were traders, like you said, but a lot of them are tied to various trading houses, and some of those houses are based out of Charleston, South Carolina. Later on, you'll have some out of Pensacola. When the British take over, there'll be Mobile, so a lot of those trading contacts going through, and some of them come out and will end up marrying into some of the local Native American Creek families. Of course, also in the 19th century, you'll have a lot of that coming in because of the writings of Sir Walter Scott. And John, you know, looking at the Alabama map, how many communities are Scottish names? You can basically look at it. Probably every county has at least half a dozen or more. But all through the South, you'll see those. Well, Ovi, here we sit inside the French fort here at Fort Toulouse. This was a multicultural site through the ages. How far back? We think that Probably human history goes as far back as maybe 8,000 years here. So there's been a lot of people going through here. However, a lot of that time that the people moving through are transient. They're just staying here for a brief period of time and, and continuing on. Perhaps around the Mississippian period or Woodland period, you get increasingly more uh, long-term occupation of the site. By the time of the very early 18th century, 1717, you certainly get French and then a little bit of British not very far away from us. We have Spain to the south. So just as far as European culture, we have Britain, France, Spain, and a variety of Native American cultures here. We think of the Creeks as being the sort of dominant tribe in the area, but the Creeks were really just a confederation of many smaller towns, and some spoke the Muscogee or Creek language, many did not. This place is almost at the heart of all. And that's, of course, because of the three rivers that come together here, the, the Coosa, the Tallapoosa, 
in the Alabama make sort of an intersection of travel. And so many folk over the centuries have spent time in this spot. We are actually here as a run-up to one of Alabama's most noteworthy celebrations or observances, Alabama Frontier Days. This is the return to Alabama Frontier Days this year, a very popular event for schools across the state of Alabama. And thankfully the public as well. Absolutely. So November 2nd through 5th, John, we are sitting in part of the French Fort. This is the reason for the echo in this room. Mm -hmm. Describe where we are and describe its place in history. Well, this particular room is called the Commandant's Quarters, and right now it serves as sort of the focal point, particularly during the monthly garrison Living History Days. But you've got the fireplace, you've got a good-sized room, probably about 10 by 8, whitewashed walls. You've got the fireplace behind me, which you still have the remnant of hickory smoke from the previous Saturday we had an event. The dirt floors kind of trampled down a good bit has a very earthy smell, of course. And this building does stay fairly cool, even sometimes during the summer, because of the type of daub that we have inside. This is pretty accurate for the period, the bousillage, they would call it, the mixture of the local clay and the Spanish moss. And so all of that sort of forms this picture of an 18th century French garrison. Why were they here to begin with, these French colonial marines in the mid-1700s? Essentially for trade, and this also operates as sort of a diplomatic post. Mobile is trying to expand out as Mobile, of course, had started in 1702, and now they're essentially trying to expand the borders of Louisiana, which, of course, the Spanish have been opposing. Ovi, I guess probably the most popular aspect of Frontier Days is when the French colonial marine reenactors light those cannon outside. The cannon programs are always one of the most favorite elements of the programs. People really like that cannon to go boom, and we typically fire it three to four times a day during the event, and you can guarantee there's always going to be a big crowd out there to, to watch the cannon. Tell me about some of the activities that the visitors can see during the Frontier Days. That's right. Frontier Days is, in my opinion, one of the best times to see what happened on the frontier in the 18th and early 19th century. There's also, of course, musket demonstrations, but there's daily life demonstrations. Cooking is something that we can all relate to. And you will see examples of French cooking, as a fort was being built, a bread oven was being built at the same time. It's that important to the diet, as well as uh, cooking for the Army, War of 1812 era armies. There's good examples of Creek cooking and how each of the cultures borrowed and shared their techniques for preparing food, and they become even things that we would be familiar with today. But they have their origins here, and you can see that. Popular activities to watch, blacksmithing both in the French period and then in the American War of 1812 period, blacksmithing was critical to the activities of people, whether it's repairing farm implements, military tools. To watch a blacksmith go about his trade by uh, heating a piece of, of iron or some form of metal and taking it from a very basic shape into, a, in some cases, a very delicate, uh, beautiful tool. The school children during this event, the Alabama Frontier Days program, it's almost standing room only in the blacksmith shop, 
And you also experienced the crafts that were used at that time, the arts. That's right. We even have a, a little bit of fine arts activity. We have a few folks who demonstrate what's called plain air painting, which was popular at the time period, as, as well as a silhouette artist. Paintings were the realm of, of a fairly wealthy class, but for the average person, they might have a silhouette cut of a loved family member. And we, we showed the process of uh, going from a shadow to the final work, and it, it's all fascinating. You could argue that the state of Alabama is created right here in August 9th, 1814, with the Treaty of Fort Jackson, which essentially seized to the United States 20-plus million acres of land. And from that is essentially created this state. And some of that will, of course, go to the already existing state of Georgia. But it, it draws a straight connection to this spot. I want to thank you for your visit today, Ovi. Thank you very much for joining us. John, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Joining us were site director Ovi Jensen and cultural resources specialist John Gurner at the Alabama Historical Commission's Fort Toulouse, Fort Jackson, National Historic Landmark near Wetumpka. More information about Frontier Days, November 2nd through 5th, can be found at the Fort Toulouse, Fort Jackson Facebook page. And more information about the site's unique history can be found at the ahc.alabama.gov website. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is Troy Public Radio.